Good morning, good morning, City Hope. How is everybody doing? Good morning up there. It's good to see you all, and um, it's absolutely fantastic morning that we carry on with the series of Teach Us How to Pray, or Teach Us... Um, they call it um, Lord's Prayer, but I wonder if Jesus himself used to pray this prayer, especially that part that says, forgive our sins as we forgive others. But anyway, it's a Lord's Prayer. And this morning, um, just to make things a little bit clear, I'm talking about forgiveness and prayer and how these two things connect together. It's a very hard subject. It's a tough subject. But one thing and good news is that the Spirit of God is here this morning to help us to understand, and not just to understand, but also to be able to take action where it needs to take action. Because the whole point of coming to church and hear the Word of God is not just hearing it. The whole point is to be able to act on it and do it. And that's the whole point of the Bible and the teaching within it. We had um, Pete King's birthday a few weeks ago. And um, there was a lot of kids around there. It was really fantastic. I enjoyed it. I was, I've never eaten food like that because I, was, I started eating since I arrived until the time I left. <laughs> and as children were running around, Jack, the son of uh, um, Stacy and, uh, and Pete, was running around as other children. And accidentally, there was a little tiny accident happened somewhere. And Jack knocked one of the little girls down when they were running around. I was sitting near where Pete was sitting. And I saw Jack coming to Pete and talk to him. But the way he was talking to him it was a point where he was just telling Daddy, what's 11? Plus 11. Daddy, what's 2 plus 2? What's t and I was like, what's going on here? Asking all this number. And then he was like, Daddy, can, help, can I hold your elbow? Daddy, can I touch your hand? And then Pei looked at his face. He said, come here. He gave me a hug. And after that, Jack left. He just carried on to play with other children. And I asked Pete, what was that all about? Then he told me, when they were playing, he knocked a little girl down, and he was devastated. He didn't know how to react to that. He didn't know how to deal with that. Then he just came to dad, and where that's the refuge. That's where he could run to. And Pete said one thing. I looked at his eyes, and I saw that he's worried he don't know how to deal with that. And that's why I gave him a hug and assured him. To, be, to me, that was a picture of when we don't really know how to deal with the situations. We have God who is there opening arms and say, I'm here. You don't even know how to tell me how you're feeling, but I do understand how you're feeling, and I'm here to assure that you're safe. Yeah. 
I'm saying this because the subject of forgiveness is not an easy subject to talk about. You might not know how to react after this subject. You, might not, you may not know how to deal with it. But one thing that you need to know is that you can run to God and say, God, I have no idea how to deal with this. But I know that you can help me to deal with this. So this morning, as we speak, as we talk about um, uh, prayer and forgiveness, as I'm reading from chapter, chapter 6, 12, forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. But then, if you carry on a little bit, I'm going to sp uh, skip verse 13 for Paul Brown for next Sunday. But if you do read verse 14, it says something pretty strong. For if you, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's pretty heavy. And I once spoke somewhere and I read this passage and one person from the audience shouted, what's the point of following Jesus then? Just random, I was like. Because for him, he's thinking, I have a lot of people to forgive. Does that mean I've lost my salvation? Does it mean if Jesus come now, I'm doomed? So that person had, he loved Jesus, and you could tell from his eyes what he said, he meant it, because he didn't know how to react with that. But there's a good news. Because the Bible explains itself. And I'll say this, and I'll leave this to you so you can discuss this in your connect groups. This one here does not relate to eternal salvation where Jesus come and forgive our sins. This has something to do with discipline in the family of God. That means if I, God, the most high and powerful God, can forgive why should you not? But also, if you look, the book of Matthew was written to Jews, to people who grow up in a culture where you deal with an eye for an eye. You break my eye, I break yours. So what we see here on this verse is culture changing. If, you're, if you grow up in a place where there's no, such, there's no terminology for forgiveness, you do it, I do it to you. That's it. What Jesus is telling his disciples is actually we are in a new era. My kingdom is a kingdom that forgives. And he put in a very important subject because the prayer is very, very important. It was very close to Jesus' heart. And with the 
Jewish community can't separate religion and prayer. But then he said, when you pray, forgive. And this is a very crucial point that when you try to communicate when you're angry, to be honest, logically, your communication is not effective because you have that bitterness and you, you, you just feel, want <clears throat> you know. But then when you read from Matthew 18, 21, to 35, I'm not going to read that, but I'll just give you, you know the story of unforgiving servant. A person who owed his master a lot of money. And when he was about to be sold with his family, means wife and children, and every single thing that he had, he pleaded with the master. Say, master, please give me some more time. I'll pay that, but don't sell me to another person. But immediately, the story goes on. Immediately after that servant being forgiven, he went and got another guy who owes some money, which is less, way, way, way less than what he was supposed to be paid. And he put him in prison. And the story goes that other servants went back to the master and tell the master what the forgiven uh, servant have done. And Jesus included this story because Peter went to him and he said, no, yeah, I've, I've changed a little bit. The culture is no longer, it doesn't matter that much to me, so now I can forgive. But do you think Jesus, to forgive at least seven times, is that a good standard? And Jesus looked at him, and I was like, I'm not saying seven times, seven I'm saying 70 times 7, that means 490 a day. That means every hour somebody's annoying you or offending you 20 times or more. <laughs> and Jesus saying, Peter, that's not enough. That means forgiveness is just something that you're going to carry on over and over and over again. We're living in a world where... Forgiveness is a very difficult thing. You hear political rhetoric from really high offices. We live in a world where you hear people talking about tolerance, and tolerance is very different from love. I tolerate you. I want to strangle you, but yeah. What if the world will talk about let's love one another? What if prime ministers and presidents and people in power talk about let's live in the world of loving one another, not the world of tolerating one another? Because you tolerate me, but you don't love me. You tolerate me because you know if you want to do what you want to do, the law will deal with you, not because you love me. And we live in a world where church has to stand and say this is what should be done. Tolerance is very different from love. Why do we forgive them? What is important? Why? Why is it necessary for Christians to forgive? Why necessary for anybody then to forgive? 
We forgive because when we forgive, we reflect one or two most important characters of our God. Love and mercy. And you can't really portray that or you can't demonstrate that without doing... You can't just say, oh, I'm a merciful person or I'm a loving and kind person until you're tested. Until you're absolutely tested is when, when you feel like, I just don't want to see this person. Is when you feel like, can I love this person still? Can I buy flower to the person that I hear his or her name and I feel goosebumps because I don't want to hear that name? Can I say I love you while I know my heart is aching? We forgive because our Lord himself forgave. And that's very important because if you see the way Jesus did it, he didn't do when everything was flowery and sunshine and beautiful. He did forgive when he was at the point of agony. A very painful point where he's hung on the cross. The painful that human being can go through is a time when he said, is a time when he prayed and said, Father, forgive them. For us, I was talking to Paul this morning and I said, I understand people that are in different levels of forgiveness or wanting to forgive or to deal with this matter of forgiveness. And I said to Paul, if we have an appointment of meeting somewhere for a coffee and I come five minutes late, yeah, you might forgive me, Paul yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Josh will forgive me for that. But if somebody murdered your whole family, that's a different story. You see where I'm coming from? People, they have different levels of forgiveness. Some of them is very difficult to do. And as we go through this subject today, I'm not taking it light. I'm not saying we, when we leave this room, everybody's going to be, hey, we're going to forgive now. I'm not saying that. It's a process. It will take you time. It might need you to include another person to help you through. I'm reminded of uh, when I was in, back in Tanzania, I was working in one of the towns. And we had this reconciliation meeting. There was two amazing, lovely ladies that had been working in that small church for a very long time. But they reached a point where they could understand each other. Because there has been resentment and forgiving and anger and has been left for a very long time. And as we were in that room talking about forgiving one another, trying to reconcile these amazing people who have been serving that church for a very long time. One of the ladies said, yeah, 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 it's all right, forgiving her. I have no problem with her, but 
I'll never talk to her again. And don't talk to me ever again. And I was like, oh dear. We have been here for over an hour, but it seems like nothing has been done. And I really felt that there was a little bit of, a little bit of uh, naivety in that trying to find solution. But if immediately Holy Spirit gave me an idea that it doesn't have to be done here today. And I said, really, I know that you're a Christian, you love Jesus, and you carry on loving Jesus. And this is very difficult for you. One thing I'm going to ask you is that you just know that God has called us as Christians to forgive, even at the point when it's so difficult. But you don't have to do it today. What I'll do, and other people who are here, will carry on praying for you. When you feel it's the right time to come and talk to us, again, on the same matter, come back and we talk about it. Our face just went bright. I think it was two or three weeks later, she came back and said, I really feel God is telling me to forgive my coworker. It takes time to do that. But we are called to do, to forgive. And when we are in that process of forgiving, we need to understand that it's a choice. It's a choice that we decide to make. The Bible has called us to do that, but it's my personal choice that I'm gonna decide to forgive this particular person. I need to understand it's a process. It's not going to be overnight thing. It's going to take time for God to unplug, to, to uproot all those things which have been there for his own time, but need also my effort from my side. It will take time. It might need you to involve other people to talk through things. People that you trust, people that you feel comfortable to say, I'm going through this and I really, really want to please Jesus. But when I hear the name of so and so, I just feel like smashing things around me. Could you help me to go through this? When you realize that, and then you accept that you've been hurt. Because you can't forgive if you don't recognize that you have been hurt or you have been wronged. And understand the person that you're dealing with is a human being, full of imperfection and flaws, but also who lives in Burmans or in London in the broken world. That person doesn't live in Burmans in heaven. There's no Burmans in heaven. He lives in Burmans in London, or he lives in, in, in London, some, on earth, broken world. When you realize that, you start having that sense, and you, you're trying to see yourself, that I'm not that much different from the rest. 
it's just because I'm hurting now, but I've either hurt somebody else or I've done something else to someone else. And that's where the story of unforgiving servant reflect very well our lives. Because we go before God and we ask him for forgiveness. And we have something back in our mind that we know God forgives. But when, we, when it comes to forgive someone else who is on, on our level as a human being, we skip that part. We're like, yeah, but he, he might pay the price. But I just finished praying, asking God to forgive me. But then I turn around to this person. I'm putting that person in prison. But God doesn't do that to me. And that's why he said, if you don't forgive, I don't see myself forgiving you because you're my child. You're learning from me. And I expect you to act like me. Very simple message. But I think the, some, for some reason it's been very complicated. After knowing that you've been hurt, accepted that something needs to be done. And this is the difficult part. Because yes, I understand. Yes, I know I've wronged this person. I understand this person has wronged me. But there is that ego, especially where I'm from. In my tribe, I think one of the difficult people to, to apologize because apologizing asking for forgiveness is a symbol of weakness. I'm a man. Why would I apologize? You hear that a lot. But that leads to a lot of brokenness. Because that ego, what it's saying is that you carry on with your pain within you. Because if you don't forgive, there's much of pain and even health risk. But people, they don't see that because it's an ego. I don't, I don't do that. But the good thing is that when we lay that aside and let Jesus come in, we sort that out. But then you need to take a step. It might be difficult when you realize the magnitude of your hurt and pain to start praying. But you take that little step, you know, that little step of saying, God, I don't really know how to deal with it. Or just go and throw yourself in the arm of God like Jack did to, to his father. Say, God, I don't really know how to deal with this. But can you give me one step to what I can do so I can let it go? And then you start seeking reconciliation. Took God a very long time to reconcile with us. You know, from the book of Isaiah, when Jesus was mentioned that he would be born a prince of peace, by the time he was born, was over 700 years. That's how it took very long for God to be able to send his son so he can have reconciliation with us. So it's not very difficult for us to take a month to find a way of reconciling with those we feel like we have hurt or they have hurted us. That can, and I'm not saying you should not jump to it. I'm saying do it in a way that you won't ruin up things because you might end up just making things even worse. 
but prayer is very important. As we know, prayer is a communication with God, and we communicate with Him, and it does help us when we don't know how to deal with the things. Dr. Karen Sweats um, from John Hopkins, um, Hopkins uh, Hospital in America did her research, and this is what she said concerning forgiveness and unforgiveness. This is nothing to do with the Bible. It's a pure science. There's enormous physical burden to being hurt and disappoint, disappointed, says Dr. Karen, director of mood, director, director of mood disorders adult cons, uh, consultation clinic at the John Hopkins Hospital. Chronic anger puts you into fight mode which result to numerous changes in heart rate, blood pressure, and immune response. Those changes then increase the risk of depression, heart disease, diabetes, among other conditions. However, forgiveness calms stress levels leading to improve of health. So it's not just when God Say, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive. He's not just saying that for the sake of saying it. He knows the benefit that gives you. And that's why I love this God, because our God is not among those gods who just say things without knowing what the consequences of it. When God says something, he understands the, benefit, the benefits of it for ourselves. When we forgive, we relieve many things that could attack our, our body, physical body. And that's why I love Jesus when you talk about forgiveness. And this is a very, when you look at Jesus' teaching, there's a lot of things that he was talking about. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. And the good thing is that he did it. It's very difficult, but there's a good news. It's difficult, but you know what? Holy Spirit is here. And that's why he was sent to the world so that he can help us where we can't. I know forgiveness, especially if, if something really tough happened to you. It's hard, it's difficult. No? <coughs> but we have Holy Spirit who is there as helper to really help us to deal with the things that we can't deal with. And this is one of the things that really gives me courage, knowing that I can actually forgive and where I don't feel like I can. I have where I've somewhat run into and say, God, I know I'm hurting. I know I need to punch someone's face. But God, can you help me to forgive this person? That's where we are. And, and by having that, we know that we can forgive and God will help us. I just want to tell you one quick story of... Um, this lady from Rwanda, um, and she, I've met her personally. 1994, <coughs> most of us are familiar with the Rwanda genocide. She literally lost her family, and she was very young. She saw people being butchered. Like literally, and she said, here's what she said. They came to our house looking for cockroaches. 
the other the name they call rebels they were calling those they want to kill cockroaches okay which was the term of abuse they use for two people dad said we had to separate otherwise they might kill us all so i hide in the pit latrine outside our house it was awful this was hiding place for about 3 weeks if i was lucky i had rain water to drink but other than that nothing passed my lips i overheard interahamwe the group that was murdering people laughing about who they have killed and the women they had raped i could do nothing other than staying here hoping they won't they would not find me it was terrifying my brother jacques was just 2 years old had been hiding with 50 other children parents desperately attempted to save them the killers found the hiding place and made a huge fire with a diesel at the entrance all the children died they had no mercy on them my other brother emil was just 6 years old was hit by grenade and was refused treatment in at the hospital because he didn't have who to identification through forgiveness i found freedom that i did not have when i held on to unforgiven unforgiveness when i was on bondage of hatred bitterness resentment and anger i couldn't see the killers as human beings their acts of evil made them lower than animals my in my eyes true forgiveness is a deeper level of understanding just how much i have been forgiven by god this i'm not talking about somebody who lived a century ago i'm talking about somebody who lives in happenden that level of forgiveness will take really Jesus and the Holy Spirit to intervene and to say I can actually forgive these people some of us just because somebody didn't bring you a birthday present you're furious some of us just because you know we didn't get what we want not what we need what we want we feel like the whole world is crumbling around us i really want us to just think a little bit of what really holds us back in terms of forgiveness jesus forgive when he was at the cross in a very very painful moment where he couldn't even think what is going on if he did he set an example for us to do the same so that our prayer will not be hitting the wall because we have the ability to go through because we can forgive and forgiveness for my own experience is like you trying to run but somebody is holding you back that's what forgiveness does and today as paul come here and play as a song what i want us to do is really 
to think and ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do and how do you want me to go about it? I know it's not an easy thing, but it's something that we can do because there's a Spirit of God. With my own flesh, I can't. You know, and I'm standing here not being better than anyone else. It's just because I've been chosen to speak this subject. I have my own issues that I'm dealing with and I need Christ to help me to deal with them. And the only thing that gives me hope is that I know Jesus did it and he sent Holy Spirit, our helper, to help us to deal with what we can't deal with. So, and if you feel that you want someone to pray with you, there will be people here to pray for you, to pray with you. But also if you feel you need to take more time, there's always elders and people here in the church. Over the week, you can come and talk to them. If you really want to, people that they can pray with you, you can talk to people in your connect group. But don't let it ruin your life because it's possible because Jesus forgave and he gave us Holy Spirit so that we can actually forgive others. Let me pray first. Heavenly Father, thank you. I do thank you, Jesus, because you set an example for us to pray. And you said when we pray, we have to forgive those who have wronged us. And this morning, Lord, I've spoken what you want me to share with your lovely, wonderful people. And I pray, Lord, that you will help us. Just as Jack ran to his father's arm, we want to run to your arm, Lord. Because sometimes we don't really know how to deal with the situations where we're in a difficult situations. But Father, you know, even when we can't say how we feel, even when we can't say what we want to do, Lord, you know our hearts. And I pray for those who are in dilemma that they don't know how to react. Father, would you help every one of us? I thank you for spirit. That is our helper you sent to us so we can be able to be helped by him. And I thank you for this morning. I pray for those who are struggling with unforgiving. I pray for those who are struggling to receive forgiveness and a bondage of guilty. Father, free us in your mighty name. I pray. Amen.